Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us for our special hour of coverage, Supply Chain Shock on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio, brought to you by Volkswagen Southtown. People across the country are getting their Christmas shopping done early. In fact, about 50% of shoppers are getting a head start a little earlier than normal this year. However, even as the early birds uh, are getting out there, they are facing obstacles. And of course, what does that have to do with the supply chain? Art Raymond from Deseret News joins us to discuss the impact the supply chain crisis is having on consumers and how Utah businesses are trying to get around the problem. Art is a great writer, covers the technology sector and all things innovation for Deseret.com. Art, thanks for joining us today. Hey, great to be with you, boys. Hey, you did a deep dive on terms of some of these uh, early birds. I was joking with our uh, friend Robert Spenlove in the first segment that uh, I used to always complain about those who were doing their Christmas shopping in July, and it, <laughs> it turns out that that might have been the right move this year. <laughs> yeah, it really might have. You know, I feel a small sense of guilt that we're even, ha- even having to have this conversation <laughs> right now, but it is just a functional reality of what's going on right now, and it's certainly the case. We've all been reading, and you're, and you're digging into supply chain issues in, in your show today. It's a problem, and the sort of overriding encouragement from you know retailers across every industry is, is get it done early because what you're after may not be there if you wait. Yeah, I heard uh, one report <laughs> this morning saying that uh, one uh, one uh, toy shop was uh, predicting they would be they wouldn't have a single Lego brick in the store. Uh, by the time they got to November. What are you seeing in terms of uh, local impact here in terms of that supply chain? Well, there's there's concern, but I, I think it's a measured caution. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's going on right now didn't just isn't a problem that's been sprung on businesses. Many, many, you know, retailers and, and, and it's important to remember this is also a manufacturing issue. Right. They've been, you know, sort of strategizing for how to navigate these circumstances with what is a super critical time for retailers. And of course, a little bit ahead of that super critical time for manufacturers, Uh, lots of different strategies kind of depending on what arena you're in Uh, big business groups, Utah business groups like the world trade center, Utah and Salt Lake chamber have been convening meetings uh, with business owners and experts to offer some advice. There's work underway to, create some sort of purchase co-ops, you know, you sort of start parsing, you know, some of the impacts these supply chain issues have had one kind of great pullout little data piece is that the container themselves, the big metal box in which all of these goods are packed, whether you're exporting or importing, you know, previously were $3,000 or in that arena to to rent or lease for your your shipping needs. It's now a $20,000 item. So that's just one little <laughs> little litmus test of how bad things have gotten. But, you know, it's the one, uh, you know, local business that, that I spoke to, uh, King's English Bookstore, book has just front-loaded 
their sort of inventory buying uh, schedule that was on the advice of, of book uh, distributors and publishers. So you just let them know, hey, order now. If you wait, we can't guarantee delivery. In fact, we can tell you now, you know, what we've got in hand is what we'll have through the season. Yeah. So lots of work to make sure that the shelves stay stocked and, of course, is what for a lot of businesses that uh, make it or break it time of year. Yeah. And obviously as a lot of the Utah lawmakers and uh, federal state, everybody's, everybody's looking at it, trying to figure it out. You mentioned Salt Lake Chamber, World Trade Center, Utah. Uh, I've also been getting groups together. We'll have Miles Hansen from World Trade Center. Utah will be joining us uh, coming up here at 150 to kind of get that international in terms of exporters and, and importers from the state of Utah, how this is all impacting them. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have Art Raymond on the run. Great piece on uh, Deseret.com talking about some of these things. And Art, I wanted to get your perspective. Uh, a lot of the early analysis, and you reported this in your piece uh, a lot of predictions were, hey, this holiday season uh, is going to be up 10 to 13 percent over last year. Uh, but is there going to be anything to buy with that kind of pent up a uh, little bit of extra cash on hand and desires to go out and do? Uh, but is there going to be stuff to actually go do it with? Yeah, it's, it seems like a mixed message, right? And and I try to parse it as best I could. I think one of the interesting things, if you kind of look into what market watchers are predicting, yes, uh, you know, 2020 was a booming year, and and most most analysts right now are predicting, you know, a pretty decent you know lift in 2021 holiday season of 10 to 13 percent. That was the figure uh, released in a recent Wells Fargo report. But you know, yes, uh, inventory access issues may be a challenge, but behind that, you've got a a, a buying public that continues to be for the most part of course lots of folks still remain you know uh, out of work or waiting out the pandemic or for whatever reason but uh, for a lot of people most people they continue to have a lot of savings people are, are stashing money at you know near record rates still stimulus money is still in a lot of people's bank accounts mm-hmm. and they're they're ready to buy and it also continues to be the case that some of those uh, service purchases or you know travel and 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 things like that that remained uh, still uh, suppressed you know under current market conditions could lead to bigger 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 Christmas holiday spending budgets and I think that's what analysts believe is is going to drive uh, another banner year yeah and before I let you go I want to get your uh, strategic mind because I know you do deep dives before you ever uh, hit the keys to start uh, punching out a story. Uh, and that is, you know, what are, what are we missing in this? What's something that maybe is just a little off the radar, whether it's impacting the, the supply chain itself and that crisis or what we might be seeing in terms of uh, deals for uh, for Black Friday and kind of that what used to be the beginning of the big season? What are we not looking at that we should be at least uh, aware of as uh, we roll into this next season? You know, it, I, I think this goes to your question. One, one thing that I've heard from several people is that this whole sort of, you know, bundle of circumstances that we've all navigated in this past year and a half have maybe led to a little more uh, buyer discretion. And and a few people told me they think that there's going to be a move toward sort of meaningful purchases and people really looking to uh, sort of elevate their games, so to speak, and that the more sort of disposable or of the minute, you know, toy and game and, and sort of 
fund purchases may be a little less vibrant than they've hmm. been just because of the, a collectively altered mindset. Oh, I love that. Maybe a little more, a little more meaning, a little more intention. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And you're also, you're, that. you're also giving me a warning that uh, this is not the year to procrastinate <laughs> to the end. You're, you're buying. <laughs> it's a warning for all of us, man. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> uh, all right. Great insight as always. Art Raymond covers technology and innovation for Deseret.com. He's got a great piece up there today. Talking about uh, what is happening uh, as part of our in-depth look here at uh, what's happening on the uh, front in terms of the economy, inflation, the supply chain. Uh, There's a lot to it, and there's much more to come. And uh, with prices up and the shelves uh, empty in some spots or some holes in those shelves for sure, a lot of people are pointing fingers and placing blame anywhere they can find it. Some are even looking at the president. Can the president fix this? Eric Bain from Reason Magazine joins us next as we continue our special hour coverage supply chain shock on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.